Hey up viewers, it's Wendell Bentley. Welcome back to Ray Projection Podcast. As you all know, I am 70s comedian and a game show host, and I'm here to bring you comedy. I'm joined by this big old ginger biscuit. His name is Scott Kingston. Hello, Scott, how are you doing? Tell the people at home how you doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> that was that was an interesting intro, Mike. Um, yes, I'm good, thank you, Wendell. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> how are you? Haha, it's not Wendell at all. It's it's Michael Hunt. This was all an elaborate ruse. <laughs> and why am I doing funny voices, viewers? Well, the reason is that this week we're covering the 1993 classic Mrs. Doubtfire. Ah, oh, you've tied it in there. He's tied it in there. He's pretended to be See, someone is. else because that's what Robin Williams does in the movie, isn't it? Oh, all the time. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I guess it's uh, it's me doing the synopsis this week because it was my pick. So, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is about a recently divorced actor who dresses up as a female housekeeper to be able to interact with his children. The film addresses themes of divorce, separation, and the effect they have on a family. That about covers it, really. I'm sure most of you have seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, so, yeah. What did you think, Mike? Um, I suppose I'll throw over to you first, as it was my pick. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I remember enjoying it as a child. Fair uh, and there are some things that are definitely very problematic about this film. Mm. Um, but it is very enjoyable, and Robin Williams is uh, a gem always uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the, the, about this one that he gets to do lots of his voices um, oh yeah yeah I mean the interview scene alone with the with the with the, uh, the, the woman that was stir face for a while I can't remember what her role is Mrs. Selner the court liaison oh mate that, yeah that, that scene's brilliant yeah it's good and he just, she just completely shoots him down it's fucking great <laughs> she's like do you think you're humorous he goes well I did uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for proving me wrong yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the film. Obviously, yeah, do you know what? I, I will say this. This is the first time I've watched this film um, as a parent. Like, I always watched it sort of when I was younger as a kid. Or whatever. It's the first time I've watched it as a sort of <laughs> 33-year-old father of one. And um, do you know what? The mum's not as big a bitch as I thought she was when she was a kid. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. She's a sort of... If I come so, home, yeah, if I come home from work and my missus had a fucking petting zoo outside and a load of random kids jumping around in my house, I'd be a bit like, what the fuck is going on here? Me, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a start, I really don't think horses are supposed to eat cake. No, no. And the poor woman, there's a goat chewing on her bush. <clears throat> um... <laughs> At her age, I would imagine. She's had some horny old goats down there. <laughs> But yeah, the, the the sun is randomly firing jizz all over a sheep's face or whatever it is he had in that bottle. Um, yeah, it's it's. So, I mean, we'll go. We'll yeah, we'll go in from the uh, from from the start, really. I guess to an extent. Uh, but yeah, it starts with Robin Williams gets. It takes a moral objection. He's like a voiceover actor. Is is his character? His character Daniel. My dream job, by the way. If anybody is listening to this and can do that for me, then please do. <laughs> To get me a job making just stupid noises come out of my mouth for for you know and get paid for that that'd be fucking great. <laughs> it it does it does seem like a fucking dot of a job to be fair. It does seem mm. like it seems like easy money, but um yeah uh so he's like a, yeah a voice actor. They're in, they're living in San Francisco. He's like a voice actor and he takes a moral objection to the cartoon he's voicing because I think they they show a character smoking, don't they? That's it. There's a little bird smoking a fag. Yeah, and he's a bit like, shouldn't be saying this is bad for kids? And they're a bit like, no, just do the fucking voices. And uh, he yeah. walks out at his job, and then he goes to pick up. He goes to pick up his kids from school. Um, mm. They're all at the same school, despite them all of them being at various different ages. Which, which yeah, one's about fifteen. The oldest is about fifteen. The youngest is five. Absolutely, and they're all at the same school. That's kind of what annoyed me about the fifteen-year-old in this story is that she's kind of very prominent in you know deciding who the babysitter is and doing her homework, pleasing mum and dad. She's 15. Shouldn't she be drinking wine in the park and getting fingered? I, I don't... <laughs> Interesting. You looked at this 15-year-old girl not, and thought... Not by me. Was... By other 15-year-olds. <laughs> <other> 15 <laughs> I don't know. She's a tad on the hairy side for a fingering, I would imagine. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just saying, at 15, I just think I wouldn't have been bothered doing my... I, 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 does she need a nanny? She's a teenager. I don't know. Yeah, I just, can she just fucking look after the other two? I know. I just, I thought she, I thought her character was a bit old to be caught up in this who's the nanny business. She's, like I said, at 14, 15. I mean, mm. you know, she should at least be, I don't know. I mean, you could drive at 15, can't you, in America? I don't know. I don't know. I've never tried. So no, that was one issue I had. And she's at the same school as her five-year-old daughter. So playtimes must be, lunch breaks must be interesting at that school. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking 18-year-olds smoking in the park a lot next to two five-year-olds playing hopscotch. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun times. But but yeah, it's it's the it's the son Chris's birthday when when uh, Daniel goes Chris? to get the um, And um, yeah. Chris? He, what, are you, what are you saying? Chris, you want a pop circle? Oh, you're doing Herbert Family Guy. <laughs> Every time I hear the name Chris, thank, thanks, Family Guy. No, fair enough. No, we lo- we love a Family Guy ref. Um, but yeah, it is back, back here, here, boy. <laughs> but yeah, he he go, he throws a party for the son, and it, 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 he goes like, "Oh, it's your birthday. Let's do a party." And he's been like, "Oh, mum said we're not really allowed to," and he's a bit like, "Oh, come on, mum. yeah, basically." <laughs> And then he has a big fuck off party, and he gets a petting zoo and shit over. And then when the mum gets home, because the the, the neighbour the neighbour dobs him in, doesn't she? She calls Bitch. up the mum. It's a bit like there's a fucking party going on. There's a zoo outside the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, apparently she was meant to have a bigger role in the film. The, the uh, yeah, I heard about this. There's some odd allegations that she makes about him abusing his kids and stuff. Yeah, apparently, and apparently, like when he's when he comes back as Mrs. Doubtfire, he becomes like he, he takes revenge on her a couple of times. Like I can't remember what it is, what bread that he does, but yeah, she's meant to have a bigger role in it. But uh, he puts piss in her flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I think that's what I read. Yeah, do you know? What? I think you're right. I think you're right. But but <laughs> I, I just she was cut from it. She was just basically all she did was dob him in for the party, and then the mum the mum turns up. I mean, she gets divorced very quickly. You don't see him as a very married couple very long. He has the party. She turns up as a go at him. Says, "What the fuck's going on?" She walks in the house. He's doing some weird dance to jump around with two kids. On. Um, mate, if this film has taught me one thing, it's that white people dancing to rap music is never acceptable <laughs> with a baseball cap on sideways. <laughs> Not not backwards, fucking sideways. Um, uh, yeah, not even, Robin Williams, not even Robin Williams could pull that off for me, I'm afraid. Um, no. And yeah, she basically, um, probably a bit of a overreaction is that she says, right, I want a divorce. Um, but, well, I think she'd been putting up with this shit for years, quite honestly. I mean, yeah. fucking hell, he's, you know, can't keep a job down. She yeah. used to spend all her money on petting zoos and fucking cakes that are just going to get wasted by being fed to horses. That's true. That's true. You'd imagine it's a straw that broke the camel's back and there was there was probably a fucking camel there as well. <laughs> 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 just fucking random animals throughout the house. Um, yeah, so that, that, that she asked him for a divorce after the party, uh, the, uh, the big argument they have, and, and it sort of that sort of sets the tone from the film from there, really, because... It, yeah, divorce, yeah. It's always a good way to start a family film, I think. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it essentially, this is when he decides, they, they do a court hearing, and they, they basically say because he doesn't have a can't hold down a job and, and he's been kicked out of the house, doesn't really have anywhere to live, that um she gets full custody, he gets to see her on Saturdays. But um he finds out that she's applying for a nanny to look after the kids while she works, and uh this is when he comes up with the the D- Mrs. Doubtfire idea. Um, Can I just add at this point that the mm. judge in that fucking courtroom is the only sensible cunt in this entire film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone else is a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Even the mum, to an extent, you know, she starts off being like normal, like sensible about this shit, and she completely changes her mind by the end. Spoiler alert! I, I, I just have no yeah. faith in in the fucking American justice system whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's 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 a strange it's a strange job. I, I I really enjoy it, but there's definitely some. Uh, Definitely some plot holes. Uh, I mean, for starters, I think no matter how much makeup you caked on my wife if we got divorced, I think if Maddie turned up dressed as a bloke, I think I'd be able to recognise her. I don't know why. My main criticism watching it back now is just like, she must have heard every single fucking voice that he's ever done. And and, and mainly because he crowbars an impression into every sentence as well. Yeah. So There's yeah. absolutely no way that she wouldn't have caught onto that. And does he not get suspicious of the fact that nearly every conversation they have, he's trying to talk on not into to not fucking other blokes? 
I mean, so to, to, to set the scene, da- uh, Daniel starts to, uh, he gets himself an apartment and a job and blah, blah, blah. He gets a job as like a shipping clerk at a TV station. And um, yeah, he, when he learns that his ex-wife's seeking a housekeeper, he, he basically, what he does is she has, puts an ad in the paper that he tampers with and makes the phone number wrong. And then mm. he pretends to be, he spends the day calling her up and doing loads of weird accents, pretending to be really <laughs> shit people applying for the job. And then eventually, fucking um, calls up and applies as Mrs. Doubtfire. And then uh, the, old, the old convenient plot point, his brother's a makeup artist. Um, <laughs> Thank Christ for that. Yeah, his brother Frank, played by Harvey Firestein. Not, not Weinstein, Jesus. Uh, no, he had nothing to do with this, hopefully. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, Harvey Firestein, who is a fantastic actor. He's cool, uh, and he's got the best voice in film. Also, though, he has got the best voice in film, yeah. with the exception of possibly Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, um, Gilbert Gottfried! <laughs> <laughs> he was on in Vegas when I was there. I really, I'm really gutted I didn't go and see him. <laughs> would be too, mate. That would have been excellent. Um, San Francisco, not renowned for its thriving uh, movie industry, no, um, no. To be fair, it's not. Uh, the Zodiac was set there, but that's because that's where all the killings happened. So oh, uh, sure there been plenty of fil- films made on location there. Uh, yeah. So I married an axe murderer for one. Ah. But um, yeah, it's not. It's not the base for a lot of these productions. No, no, that's true. And so, and yeah, so quite how they have got a voice actor and a and because I think he does film like his brother in the movie does like make up for movie stars and shit right yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> but they're both they're both they're both in um they're both in san francisco rather than la so uh yeah no that's something to be questioned as well but um yeah he ends up dressing him up as a he sort of puts a big latex mask on him and um he turns him into barbara streisand in that montage for a little bit doesn't he i love how he how he <laughs> he does the barbara streisand wonky eyes as well <laughs> yeah, he does <laughs> He turns. He also, he also briefly turns into like a Mexican woman. Oh, that's <clears throat> that's probably one of my favourite accents of the whole film. Yeah, it's like a lady Scarface, and there's a fucking lot of them. To be fair, Robin Williams is on full fucking throttle in this fucking film. Yeah, um, was this during his days where he was taking a lot of cocaine? It was bang on the gear. No, do you know what? I think that was mainly the eighties, and this is like early nineties. I think he'd got his shit together by then. Um, uh, the go go eighties. Yeah, I think he, I think he I think he was yeah. I mean, I can see what you mean. He's, he's just a very manic bloke, really. I just think, I'd imagine the drugs just fuck me. Imagine Robin Williams on gear. That'd be an interesting night out. Oh, mate, it would just be like the constant hum. Yeah, of, like he'd be talking, but you wouldn't be able to make out what it was. It'd just be like a phone vibrating in the corner. Oh, mate, it would have been a fucking false nature, man. It would have been a false <laughs> nature. Um, <laughs> I want to see it though. Oh hell yeah! And um, he also. Th- so he, he goes for the interview. He gets so his brother Frank and, and his partner. What was the partner? Jack. Jack. Aunt Jack. Uncle, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. <laughs> Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. They they make him up to look like a a, a middle aged woman who's got a questionable accent. I can't decide if it's Irish, Scottish, English. I don't know. It's well, it's a Scottish accent, but she keeps saying that she's from England. Yeah. Hello, dear. Um, help is on the way. Um, so she goes for the. In- <laughs> what? You're not the only one that likes an impression. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Before we move on, <laughs> I do want to. I, 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 no, no, no. I'm not doing. I'm not doing. I'm not, Rick Moranis was linked with this film. I'll get that out of the way. But um, <laughs> I do want to throw back. I, I never normally throw back to a last episode and say we missed something. But I just want to do a very brief ten seconds on the crow. Is that uh, Michael Jackson got linked with that row also? Because apparently, when the studio first pitched the crow, it was going to be a musical with Michael Jackson. Yes. So I do just want to crowbar that in. Yet another Michael Jackson link. Crowbar. I see what you've done there, you mess. Hey, hey. Never fucking stopped on this podcast. Oh, you know, it's got to be done. Got to be done. And uh, yeah, Uh, was he linked with this film? I don't think he was. Although, when you look, there was about 400 actors linked with the role of Mrs. Doubtfire, but I actually think for once, Mm. Michael Jackson wasn't one of them. Yeah, I think that might have been a bit too on the nose, even for him. And you know how precious he is about his nose. <laughs> I don't know. Having a weird face in order to get closer to children. I think he was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he meant to have the weird face. No, no, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't. <laughs> think that just happened with time and uh, <laughs> poor materials. <laughs> you don't think he turned up at Mr. Doubtfire's brother's house? <laughs> um, could, could you make me... <laughs> could you... 
<laughs> Could you make me look like a ghost? Um, <laughs> yeah, job done, really, Michael. <laughs> oh dear, but um, she she uh, so she goes she goes to the interview with Mrs. Doubtfire. She dresses up, she does the accent. None of his kids or his ex-wife recognise him in drag, um, despite and- the fact that he's this woman's about six foot four. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's the, that's what makes me laugh is that other than the accent and the costume, Robin Williams makes next to no effort to disguise the fact that he's a bloke. He still stands <laughs> up for the piss. Um, when he's like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> fucking sit, yes. sit down, Robin, for fuck's sake. It all just starts to unravel at that point, doesn't it? I mean, I, I'm not talking about his knob. I mean, <laughs> just the plan. Because he, yeah, he's just, just standing up to have a piss. I mean, lock the door if you're going to do that. Absolutely. If you're going to go to the trouble to wear a prosthetic fucking mask <laughs> and a bodysuit and do an accent and basically encroach on your ex-wife's house every day, lock the door and sit down to have a piss to be safe. I mean, it's just... ah, uh, And, and he, he, when he's playing football, he's fucking charging around like a, like a fucking bloke. I just... <laughs> He just makes no effort. He sat there at the bar at the swim pool, fucking down in pints of beer. He's hitting on, a, hitting on some young girl who, even if he wasn't dressed like a woman, he would have no chance with anyway. Absolutely. I, I, I just, it was a very, it was a very inconsistent approach to his character. He seemed to be fully in on Mrs. Doubtfire at some points, but then anything that required him to do anything other than speaking and looking like a woman. <laughs> Couldn't do it. He was just Daniel again. Um, well, the other thing about the can- the character of Daniel, I was going to say the Canyon of director then, <laughs> which sounds like one of the sequels to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing about him as a character is that he's actually just a bit of a fucking whiny little prick. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I actually think I prefer him as Mrs. Doubtfire than I do as Daniel, actually. Well, I think his family do as well. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to be fair. His, mu- that's the wife, his wife liked him a lot more when he was a fucking old woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, yeah, half expecting some scissor action to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? That's another issue I, I have with this movie, right? Not enough it's- lesbian action. <laughs> No, it's it's the all after the whole thing gets found out at the end that Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire and that they find out when his mask slips at the end. We'll get to that later. But mm. the the wife is sort of going, "Oh, life was so much better when Mrs. Doubtfire was around. She really helped me around the house." Now, um, by my by, here's the things I saw Mrs. Doubtfire do when she was a nanny at the house. She set fire to the kitchen. And her own tits. Yeah, she. Yeah, and her own tits. She threw the remote control into the fucking swimming t- uh, fish tank. That's gonna mm-hmm. take. That's gonna. T- that's gonna cost money to replace. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, what else did she do? She made. She made several fuck ups. She spent the entire time to Sallyfield. She kept telling Sallyfield she was too old for how she dresses. Uh, she kept Giovanna convincing her not to fuck other blokes. And um, incredibly rude to her new boyfriend. Incredibly rude to her new boyfriend. Vandalized his car. Um, <laughs> she made one decent meal, and that was a takeaway she bought on the slide. <laughs> Do you know what? That always that really makes me laugh that bit because, <laughs> like, she gets home from work. Their house is looking lovely. She's got this beautiful dinner put out on the table. You get this lovely, twinkly, happy music. Like this is just like a wonderful scene. Yeah, it's a lie. It's all a lie. Yeah, it is. Dinner is served. Yeah, by someone else. You lying slag. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was just. <laughs> I don't know. Slag. I just don't necessarily see all the good. That Mrs. Doubtfire did. I think, if anything, she brought an element of chaos to the house. Yeah, I quite agree. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, I mean, couldn't even Hoover properly without yeah. dropping the dropping the Hoover several times. Yeah, she threw a lime at her boyfriend's head, which admittedly <laughs> was probably the, one of my favourite scenes in the film. But certainly when I was a kid, it was a rumbe fruiting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you not tip theater in front of the kitchen stuff? It did make me laugh. Even now, it made me fucking laugh. I have to say. Speaking of your accent, I really fancy a curry. Um, what did I sound Indian? <laughs> did I sound Indian? I thought, I thought I'd done an all right impression there. No, I was lovely. No, I'm only joking. Well, to be fair, Robin Williams did a fairly racist impression. He did a fucking Gandhi accent at the start of the film, didn't he? He did when he walks out. Um, well, I mean, that, that, the whole film Gandhi is pretty racist, given that it was a white man. This is true. Yeah, it's true. Um, Cast, so they blacked him up or browned yeah. him up. Oh, it was a uh, Ben um, Ben Kingsley. That's it. But um, in, in in fairness, though, he does look an awful like facially. He does look an awful lot like Gandhi. So yeah, I can no, understand. He Andy's a fantastic actor. Oh, he's great. Love him in Sexy Beast. Legend. Um, but yeah, he. Um, another issue with the Mrs. Doubtfire character, right? 
Mm. You're, creating, you're creating a fake character to fool your family. It's already going to be a hard enough story for the people, many people to swallow. Why would you go with the name Euphigenia? <laughs> Euphigenia Doubtfire. She's just like a shit Harry Potter teacher at Hogwarts. <laughs> Euphigenia sounds like some sort of weeping sore. But Maddie looked up a bit of trivia for me, and she seems to think that it was, uh, she said they jumbled up the syllables for huge vagina. <laughs> <laughs> huge vagina doubtfire. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to that, but <laughs> I'd like to I've think got, that I've got no reason to disbelieve Maddie. No, absolutely. That's what, that's what she said when she looked it up. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Euphigenia, it just wouldn't be my go-to if I was going to cross-dress, I must admit. I'll tell you what, though, I, after that, I really think your missus needs to go on Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Countdown, we should probably mention uh, poor old Sean Locke, shouldn't we? Ah, oh, rest in peace, legend man. Love Sean Locke. Yeah, I don't want to go on about it, but that was that was a bit of sad news this week. No, so if, you're, if you're a fan of comedy, which I hope you are, if you listen to this, yes, yeah, uh, I hope you're sad too. No, absolutely, man. I, I know. I, we, I, I remember I watched him on a couple of eight out of ten cat episodes last year, and I thought he looked quite ill. And I, I thought he was his voice sounded different and stuff. You could tell there was something not right. But uh, mm. oh man, very, very, very sad. I do like Sean Locke. He's a I frequently, um, I, I, to be honest, he was my favourite eight out of ten touchdowns count. Well, him and Joe Wilkinson, anyway. Um, He's probably the one who's jokes you've stolen the most for your act. <laughs> I don't know what, he, he, there was a bit he did, do you, you ever watch that Big Fat Quiz of the Year around Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just this one, they always had that kids primary school, do, do like yeah. an actor scene. Well, when it's cut back to the studio after they've done a scene, sure not just went, that was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the others, like you've got people like fucking Claudia Wilkerman and that, all going, no, no, they were great. And he goes, they were a fucking disgrace. If that was me, <laughs> laid into these kids acting it was fucking brilliant if you get a chance to look it up on youtube there's a clip i looked i looked i actually watched it when i found out he died i looked up a couple of clips of sean lock on youtube it's fucking brilliant i've, I've been to, i've been in, in, a, in a bit of a sean lock youtube hole this week yeah yeah, man. yeah. no no very sad. sad news so rest in peace sean lock absolutely r.i.p surely for the laughs absolutely absolutely but um yeah getting get back to uh where were we on the film front um so he's Fuck now nice. he's now employed as the housekeeper isn't he and um I'd also like to point out that the things we just talked about a second ago, all that shit going down, when he set fire to the kitchen, burnt his tits and ordered the takeaway, right? <laughs> he did He did all of this while the kids were upstairs. Like, how did yeah. the would clock anything? If there was a fire in my fucking gaff, I'd know about it. They were upstairs doing their homework. Um, oh, because he'd, he'd stopped them there. They were watching Dick Van Dyke on TV, which is what he turned off and threw the remote into the fish tank, right? Yeah. This film was set in the 90s. Why the fuck are they... It was a black and white show they were watching. And they were like, oh, we always watch Dick Van Dyke. It's like me... I don't know. It's like my wife coming in there and saying, oh, fuck off and try to watch Bagpuss. Like, why aren't you watching anything <laughs> from this era? <laughs> Fucking Dick Van Dyke show. I'll do the washing up after bits, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, but then uh, from what I gather, it's a classic. Still, though... I just yeah. a, a five-year-old girl watching Dick Van Dyke every day. Don't sit right with me. I don't like it because I don't. I find Dick Van Dyke a bit creepy. He's still alive, isn't he? Isn't he like a hundred? He's something like that. He's, he's yeah. definitely in his nineties. Yeah, he's still knocking about. I mean, fair play to him for sticking around. Um, well, I, do, I mean, you know, what was the alternative? Just top himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will take your point, but um... Mary Toppins. Ah. For fuck's sake. Um, very toppings. Um, no, no, he's still knocking about. I don't know. If I got to 98, I'm, I'd, I'd fucking... Your quality of life's not going to be great. Mind you, he is a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. His, his quality of life is probably much better than mine will be if I ever make it to 98. No, that's true. That's true. Unless, unless we get some serious fucking activity with this podcast kicking off. Well, all we've got to do is keep doing what we're doing, man. Yeah. We'll spread the word. We'll do more hashtags and shit. More hashtags. Hashtag yeah. more hashtags. Anyway, uh, I haven't... We haven't addressed the character yet of uh, Pierce Brosnan. Bond. Yeah, fuck. St what's his name? Stu Tumno or something. Stuart. Stuart Dib Dibner. What's his name? Uh, I... Do you know what? I won't pretend I know his last name. It's nothing I can't find out in a matter of seconds, but... Uh, I wrote it down, but I've, I've, I've changed that page now. Stuart. I, 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 why? You, I, you sounded like you were about to slag him off. I think he's quite a nice bloke. <clears throat> fuck him. <laughs> I don't I like Pierce Brosnan. I think she does, to be fair. Oh, see, I quite like Pierce Brosnan. I, I, I've got a soft spot for 90s Bond films. I grew up on them, man. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really like James Bond anyway, to be oh, honest. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. I mean, uh, he, he, he comes into it like uh, he wants to work with Miranda, like they've got they've some work-related thing, and it gets implied that obviously used to go out or something. And um, yeah. she is immediately wet for him the minute he walks in the room. What does she fucking do for a living, by the way? She just shows people fabric. Yeah, she's like, I don't really know. She's, she's, uh, it's never really gets established what she is. I don't know if she's like a, um, I don't know, some kind of, yeah, she was showing him fabrics. So maybe some kind an of interior designer. She seems to be yeah. fucking busy doing it. Oh, look, yeah. here you go. Here's some flowery cloth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was, I think she was some kind of interior. I mean, you get the impression she was earning a decent dollar because, uh, well, Fucking Robin Williams were bringing much to the table and out of the nice house. So she must have been doing all right for herself. And uh, and yeah, fucking Pierce Brosnan is uh, basically, start, he starts cracking onto her straight away and she's proper wet for him. I mean, he's a smooth-talking guy. Um, well, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, fine. He's a, he's objectively very handsome, isn't he? You, you may not like the bloke, but if you're in a love triangle with Pierce Brosnan and Robin Williams, you're shagging Pierce Brosnan all day long, mate. All day know. long. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Although, thing I do like a man who makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the, um, I, I, yeah, I love the, the bits with him and Daniel because it's just, it's just, uh, especially when they're at the dinner table. Then, oh, she's got crabs, dear. <laughs> Rumple foreskin. <laughs> Fucking things he said to him, and and when he throws the alarm at his head, I, I, I just yeah, I know I've touched on it one already, but um, fucking brilliant, yeah. So so Bros, Pierce Brosnan it becomes like the, the the love rival throughout the film, um, and and basically he's, he's a bit keen at the swimming pool for for Mrs Doubtfire to get in her swimming costume, don't he? Oh yeah, what about you, Mrs Doubtfire? Oh dear, haven't you got enough naked flesh to look at? <laughs> Sorry, I went Indian again, didn't I? Um, I liked it. Oh, but you know what? Mrs. Doubtfire does have one one, uh, one suitor in the film. She does have one admirer, doesn't she? Oh, the rapey old bus driver. The creepy fucking bus driver. Just, it feels like every film, no matter what he watches, always just got some fucking rat character who doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I hope you've got, you got something nice to go home to, darling. I, I like, he sees her hairy legs. I like it, Mediterranean look. Like, just the just way God made you. <laughs> Whatever, mate. Do you, do you have to comment on everybody who gets on the fucking bus? Or just, just the old women you're trying to rape? Yeah, just fucking drive, you weird old perv. Honestly, like, it's, it's, it's just, he's, he's in the two scenes, and both times, she gets on the bus, and he turns around, he stops the bus, there's other passengers on it, and he stops, stops the bus to turn around and just go, Hey, how you doing, darling? <laughs> just some, you want to jump on this old pogo stick? <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Stop trying to fuck the passengers and drive. <laughs> dirty old man. He's a dirty old man. And he, yeah, and, and, and the hairy legs of Robin Williams didn't put him off, so not a fussy man, it would seem either. Yeah, I think if I were if I were Daniel, I'd have just got my dick out. <laughs> Still interested? Uh, no, I don't, I don't mind the, drive then. I don't mind the male look. <laughs> nice and That's okay. That just means your vagina's inside out. <laughs> I help you get it back in. Fucking creepy kid. And then there's a bit as well when, when the cranky woman turns up at the flat to, to see Daniel, the, um, what was the name? The court liaison officer. Mrs. Selner. Mrs. Selner. And he turns, she turns up at the apartment and she goes to see Daniel, but Daniel's to dress as Mrs. Doubtfire and he, he has to <laughs> kind of pretend to be both. And as she's getting his kit off, there's two random Korean kids across the way. <laughs> fucking looking in on him. <laughs> fucking peeping toms. <laughs> So I think is well, there's several things that really annoy me about this film. One of them is that, that flat that he's in is absolutely fucking gorgeous. I would give my left nut mm. to live in a flat that nice. Yeah. All he has to do is just clean it up a little bit. And they paint it out like it's some massive shithole and his kids will hate him. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, even when it was a shithole, it wasn't that bad. It was just Chinese everywhere. The man lived on Chinese food. I'm surprised he could still fit in the fucking costume by the end of the film. Well, what's wrong with that? The Chinese people live on Chinese food. <laughs> true um the other thing is does he not realize that the courts can request specific details of his employment oh okay he's like oh I'm, I'm working two jobs right now no no yeah because they're going to want evidence if he just comes into court and goes yeah i've got a job in fact i've got two jobs yeah i'm not just gonna go oh all right well done oh no yeah that's the point it would have been quite it would have been quite a lack of days on their part really wouldn't it 
Yeah, because, you know, one of those jobs or both of them could be selling drugs. Absolutely. I'll just correctly use the word lackadaisical. because sorry, I'm giving myself a pat on the back there. I was quite impressed on myself there. That's very good. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed yeah, that a lot. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah, bring the vocabulary, viewers. Yeah. Oh, oh I'll tell you what, I've got a, got a bit of trivs for you. Bit of trivia. Hit me with your trivs. Um, the scene when, again, we're back to the scene where he's pretending to be Daniel and Mrs. Doubtfire simultaneously while Mrs. Selner's uh, sitting in his kitchen. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. The tea with the cream. Yep. Yeah. So he he, he basically is put sticks his face in like a meringue pie to stop her recognising that he's essentially being the same person. And um, oh, that's not the first time he's stuck his face in a pie. <laughs> And got covered in cream for it, um, <laughs> but uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, he, he essentially makes out he's wearing a face mask as Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's essentially she just banged his face in a pie at the fridge, and um, he goes to serve her the tea, and the cream starts falling into the tea, which I assumed was intentional, but actually the studio lights made it really hot in there, and the cream just started melting into it, and uh, Robin Williams improv to the lines. He said uh, it wasn't meant to happen, so. Uh, that yeah, was, yeah. I thought it was well, kind of cool. Well played, Robin Williams. I mean, I would imagine it's probably more of a chore to get Robin Williams to shut up for five minutes. Yeah, I'd imagine. Do you know so. what I mean? Like, he's just he's constantly talking throughout the whole thing that's happening anyway. So it's probably just. Oh, I wonder if they dug that in afterwards. But they definitely <laughs> were filming the tea close up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They were. I, I, I mean, apparently they, they they said they had to film loads of things at different angles because Robin Williams. I, I watched the reunion. Uh, cast reunion show the other day um, that had. Fucking I hope that's not recent. <laughs> no, it was um, it was Pierce Bros. <laughs> it was Pierce Brosnan and, and the three kids. It was only it was only those four. Uh, mm. Obviously, Robin Williams. It's <laughs> a sort of pale shadow of a reunion, isn't it? Yeah, like Sally Field couldn't be there for whatever reasons. Obviously, Robin Williams <laughs> couldn't be fucked, mate. Yeah, and, so, and Robin Williams is sad no longer with us. Um, and, uh, Do you know who I am? I'm Sally Motherfucking Field. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and the pervy bus driver wasn't there for whatever reason. Don't know why. No, um, his fucking dick up some dead body. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Ed oh, yeah. oh, good old Ed. And they, t- they basically taste the chainsaw massacre on him, didn't they? They did, and uh, Psycho. Oh, really? Yeah, made... Uh... And uh, made, Buffalo made Bill made from Science of the Lambs was partially based yeah. on him, combination of made him and Ted Bundy. Yeah, made lamps from human skin. Nice guy. Yep, and made uh, a belt of nipples. I mean, it's inventive, if nothing else. And he had, I believe, he had a vagina <laughs> that he'd cut off a dead body that he'd painted gold. Oh, my. Anybody want to talk about more serial killers? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a fascination with serial killers, but uh, I Me don't too, know. especially the ones that keep vaginas on them. It's a fucking strange one, isn't it? Jesus Christ! How do we get onto? How do we? How do we get onto Ed Gein? Oh, we were talking about the pervy bus driver. Yeah, stick it on a. You could wear it as a bracelet, couldn't you? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. It. It's like a bangle, like a man mangle bangle. Ah. Oh. Jesus Christ! Imagine the these house must have fucking stunk. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, I believe it did. Yeah, there was a lot of dead body parts. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, um, very. Um, yeah, uh, where were we before we went off on that terrifying tangent? Um, All I can think about is golden vaginas now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my weekend sorted. <laughs> so yeah, bye viewers. Oh, I'll tell you where we're at. Um, we're back to um, so the scene where he's trying to trick Mrs. Selma being the same character. Oh yeah, with his creamy face. Yeah, and he, he gets away with it. And um, essentially, uh, he also starts to get a, um, he gets a meeting booked in uh, with the CEO because he works like a fucking uh, he packs up like reels and stuff or whatever it is he does. It he works for a TV company. Yeah, uh, he does in this new job where he's essentially like fucking sh- like a shipping. Uh, like, do, like, what is it? He ships off. Uh, uh, yeah, it's reels of film. Yeah, and um, he gets yeah, called. Come. Yeah, well, he have Well, he start. He starts slacking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fucking Robert De Niro's fucking retarded brother. Um, <laughs> have you not noticed how much that bloke looks like De Niro? He's fucking he's pissed off, boss. Yeah, maybe De Niro after a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. 
but it, it's it's um yeah it, he he gets caught he starts talking to the head of the uh, station uh, and he accidentally starts slagging off the show to this dude mm. and he doesn't realise he's the boss of it all and then he starts playing with these like toy sort of dinosaurs that are on the set of this children's show and the the CEO watches him do it and thinks it's really funny so he invites him to dinner to see if he can kind of get him on the show and then he and then obviously he um he gets invited to dinner for Miranda's birthday at the same restaurant on the same night. Oh, you couldn't script it, could you? Oh, absolutely Except not. someone did. Yeah, so that's the big sort of ending sort of... Well, not, it's not the ending scene, but it's like one of the sort of climatic scenes of the, the film is is yeah. him trying to basically, in, in a restaurant, sneak between two tables. There's Mrs. Doubtfire with his family and there's Daniel with his boss to try and get him a job on TV. And... Um, it doesn't all go seamlessly, does it, Michael? No, it doesn't. Well, he gradually gets more pissed as the evening progresses because apparently this this man who's really interested in fucking hiring him to be on telly, all he wants to do is drink scotch and fuck women. Yes, he does. He turns out to be quite seedy, doesn't he? Yeah. She got a girlfriend for me? Yeah, it's like, come on, mate, you're about 70. Does your girlfriend have a girlfriend? Yeah, old Jonathan Lundy. He was also the judge in Miracle on 34th Street. Was uh, he? Yeah, he was. Oh, mate, this, this is a strong judge connection because the judge in this one looks exactly like Yoda. Oh, yeah, he does. He does with, with his face like a bankrupt pug. <laughs> we're not doing this again. No, we're not. No. <laughs> one more. With his face like a world-weary onion. Um, anyway... <laughs> Sorry, just those two. Um, good old Vic Reeves. Um, but yeah, he, he, so he has to he has to rotate between two tables as um, as Mrs. Doubtfire. And yeah, essentially because he's got drinks at both tables, he just gets off his fucking nut, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has three scotches in the space of about two minutes. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, that's my idea of a good night in. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he goes oh, back and he's, and he's drinking wine, a, a good stiff chardonnay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has it. Uh, he has it at the table with the family. So because he's trying to write, he keeps going into the bathroom. I would also question, by the way, he goes into the bathroom to get changed uh, to uh, get changed as Mrs. Doubtfire. Rather than going to cubicle, he just does it by the sink. Yeah, and he keeps leaving his bag in there as well. I would, um, yeah, yeah, in an unlocked cubicle. I, I have massive issues with why he wouldn't have just gone into the cubicle. Surely. Yeah, I I don't understand it either. But I do like his excuse <laughs> for the first time he has to go. He says, I have to go take my medicine, dear. <laughs> oh, no, I can't take it orally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. He, he has some fucking great lines. Do you know, I have to say, considering I remembered it as like a, a children's film, which I suppose it largely is, he actually says some quite fucking racy stuff. Oh, like, some of it's a bit blue, isn't it? Some of it's a bit blue from old Robin. I've got to say, the bit when he basically says that the mum has crabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, I, I read that um, there's, apparently there's like three different cuts of this movie because a lot of it was really obscene, where he was mm. just like, he was just riffing. Well, apparently, he, he uh, when I, when I was, that was what I was getting at a little while ago when I, when I was t- talking about the uh, reunion with the cast. They said that they had to do some takes about 25, 30 times. Okay. And every time they did, fucking Robin Williams would do something different. They were like, <laughs> it was always fucking different. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. so I, I, would, I would imagine you could probably have made a whole other film just out of the other takes. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, oh, by the way, it's Stu Dunmire. I just looked it up. Oh, Dunmire. Nice. Dunmire. And he does... Almost kill him, Robin Williams, which I thought was yeah. a, be a bit of a step too far. Because to, to be fair. fair, in fairness to Pierce Brosnan, I know you don't like him, but from a character perspective, he's nothing but fairly friendly towards Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, Look, I don't know how many times you want me to say it, Scott. Go on. Fuck him. Fair enough. Fuck him. Nah, oh. he's, I know what you mean. Like, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a nice... I mean, apparently they originally wanted to... Have him as a complete bastard, didn't they? But, yeah, um, he Chris, Chris Columbus was far too big a fan of Pierce Brosnan to let to let that happen. Yeah, apparently he said it was going to be like he was going to ship all the kids off to a military school so he could have them around to himself and shit. But they decided to turn him into a nice bloke, um, which I think works pretty well. Um, but nah, you're right. I, I've been I've been unnecessarily harsh on Brosnan. I uh, don't like him. We don't like him. Yeah, I don't. I bet the character was written to be a nice. Uh, I don't even really hate Pierce Brosnan that much, to be honest. I don't know why I said that. I think it's Ooh. just because I don't like James Bond. No, fair enough. Oh, I got this off your Mercedes, dearer. Paul's <laughs> <laughs> fucking car. You know what they say about men with expensive cars like that? <laughs> Every time he was, he bought. They walk into the pole, and Pierce Brosnan's just on the on the diving board, looking quite, you know, quite toned. There you, there you go, children. That's what liposuction does. <laughs> 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 
It's good. Oh, then. Um, no, go on. Oh no! I was just going to say that the, the pool scene is one of my favourites. Uh, like, I know we've covered it a little bit already, but the bar, the barman who sort of uh, oh, apparently the little trivia of the barman uh, in that scene uh, who's serving in the beer who looks like a sort of cross between the Colonel and Harold Shipman. The, um, <laughs> Colonel Shipman. Colonel Shipman. He's uh, Robin Williams's half brother. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. 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 I read that too. Oh. I see we've been on the same IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> it's lazy trivia if I know, but it doesn't. I'll tell you what, though. Another thing I thought was an issue was how much did they crank the pressure on Mrs. Doubtfire to turn up at the family dinner in the first place? Like, she was a bit like, oh, I'm busy. I'm, uh, oh, God, yeah, but the thing is, give a better excuse than bingo. Yeah, she could have just said, I'm sorry, I'm out for dinner with someone else. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, you have to be there. It's a fucking dinner. She doesn't have to be there. But they just, made say, it... just say you've got dialysis or something. You're fucking oh, old. Honestly, I thought, I thought the wife was about two sentences away from going, look, come to the dinner or I'm throwing myself off this fucking balcony right now. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's the kid, the little kid got involved, isn't it? And oh, really Matilda. Twisting his arm, yeah. Mati- Matilda. Ma- Mara Wilson. Yep. Um, yeah, who's so I'll tell you what, mate. She didn't stay that cute. No, she she. I, I looked her up recently. She's quite vocal. She doesn't act anymore, but she's quite vocal on social media and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Mara Mar, Mar Wilson, who was a bit of a bit of a bit of a mainstay of the child acting. Then and obviously she was in Matilda. She was in Miracle at Murphy Full Street. She was oh, in yeah. this. Um, what she else? That's it. Um, oh, no, tell a lie. She was in the Thomas the Tank Engine movie. She absolutely was. I think that was the last film she was in. Um, yeah. But yeah, apparently she decided that it wasn't for her and she gave it up and she was about, I don't know, nine or ten, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah. Fine. But, I'm fine with it. But no, yeah, she, she's 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 not. Yeah, she looks different as as as, 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 a, as an adult woman. Um, I mean, don't we all? I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the... Uh, I the look girl. different as an adult woman, which is why <laughs> I generally... <laughs> Dressed like a man. <laughs> the the chick who plays Lydia, Lisa Jacob, she's uh, she's quite a good she's looking a girl nowadays. Yoga instructor and writer from Canada. Yeah, she's she's not looking girl. Robin Williams tried to stop her from getting expelled from school. Did you did you hear about that? I, I didn't. I can oh only my imagine. god! Well, he did dress up like a woman. <laughs> how do you know? How, no, right? That's the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> No, but you know what I did? did. The, the school. I almost respect how much of the piss take this is, right? Um, so li- the, the girl that played Lydia, Lisa Jacob, she she um, was doing a three hours of tutoring on Saturday to do this film. And apparently her school wrote her a letter saying, look, um, we can't really do these hours to you. Uh, when you finish your schoolwork, don't bother coming back when you finish the film. And basically, the school, basically the school expelled her, right? Robin Williams, being a fucking nice dude, uh, wrote a letter to the school and said, look, um, you know, Lisa is trying to balance her career between her schoolwork and please don't expel her, blah, blah, blah. And apparently the school, <laughs> they still expelled her, but they framed Robin Williams' letter and put it in the lobby. <laughs> Oh, mate, that is brilliant. Oh, it's great. I just think, no, you're not coming back. We'll have this letter, though. Cheers for that. Fucking <laughs> That'll get us a bit of publicity. The fucking, the fucking, fucking principal's probably on the front page of the local newspaper holding it up. My letter from Rob. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I just, oh, I thought that was quite, they just completely mugged her off. <laughs> yeah, oh, bless her. Oh, well, she seems to be doing all right now, anyway. She's doing all right. She's Certainly doing... lots of pictures of her on Google Images where she's sort of smiling. So I can only assume that her life's turned out well on that basis. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't care. I mean, I mean, the only, I don't think, are any of the three kids still acting? Is Chris still acting? I think it was played by Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, I don't know. I know that he was in uh, something. Um, oh, uh, he's been in some shitty teen films when he got yeah. older. He was in The Hot Chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? I've just had a little bit of a butcher's. He, he's still doing bits and bobs. He was in something in 2020. So he's the, I think he's the only one still acting because Mara mm. Wilson definitely fucked it off. And um, and yeah, it looks... And, and I think Lucy Yaka does her own thing now, like you said, with the um, uh, the ogre and shit. I mean, she was in... Well, she completely Day. fucked up her education, so I don't really blame her. No, it's true. She was, in, she was in Independence Day, wasn't she, as well? She was. Yeah, she was. Um, and uh, something else as well. I can't remember. Yeah. But she, she's, yeah, so it's the, only one of the kids is still acting. I don't see Harvey Farstein in a lot nowadays, either. You look uh, just like Ma. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Ma? <laughs> um, no, I, I gather, though, he's quite he's quite active on Broadway, isn't he? I gather he yeah. was the mum, he played the mum in Hairspray. 
Oh, um, nice. And he was also in Independence Day, actually. Um, oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Doesn't I'm he play a... somebody's brother in that as well? Yeah, he does. He likes being the brother. He likes being the Rossby voice. Jeff Goldblum's brother. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he does, um, but no, yeah, he's, he, I, I do enjoy him in this film. I, even though he, I, I, do you know, I feel like them two aren't in it enough because I thought their scenes were quite. I thought their scenes were quite good. I yeah, like, some of the best. I, I, I really like Harvey Weinstein. I just think he's hilarious. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they should have popped up in a scene towards the end. I felt like you, you kind of saw them for sort of two scenes at the start of the film and then you never see them again. I thought that, I thought that was a bit of a waste of them to be honest. Well, he could have got him a fucking job at the telly station, couldn't he? That's true. Yeah, of course he could have. Fucking hell! Fuck, after everything they like went through, you know, trying to get him i mean they essentially they helped him break the law which is a risk to them yeah that's true him and aunt jack um i really like their little the fact that they're a couple and they work together i think that's really nice yeah it was it was cool i, I like those two characters they were cool and they, they did a little, little singing bit as well i can't remember what song yeah. it is matchmaker matchmaker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, do you know I loved some of the little random throwaways. Like, you when, you, when you're looking around Robert Bobby Williams' apartment when Mrs. Sell is there, it shows one scene and next to a wall, it's just a KFC bucket and some skis. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 a fucking, just a fucking random shit in his house. Well, I noticed that Lydia, is it Lydia's the oldest one, isn't it? Yeah, correct, yeah. In her bedroom, she's got a fucking U2 poster. She's, she's not a 50-year-old bloody geography teacher Jesus Christ a YouTube poster watches Dick Van Dyke Jesus Christ does she like long, long walks and Werber's originals as well fuck me never seen without a blanket over her legs <laughs> got one of those tartan baskets on wheels that fucking yeah oh, booked in at the salon for a purple rinse on Saturday <laughs> and then later on she'll be having a fish supper <laughs> Oh dear, and um, well, yeah. I guess so. Going going back then to I suppose to the uh, uh, the dinner scene, which is kind of yeah. like say one of the, one of the big sort of climatic scenes of the movie because it's when he it's when Robin Williams gets revealed as Mrs. Doubtfire. He's been there. well, actually, the kids find out earlier as we touched upon. Chris walks in on Robin Williams lazily having a piss standing up, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's so that's how. But he makes the other he makes the older two kids kind of swear not to say anything to the mum or to Natalie because he thought that Natalie would. would give the game away but mm. then but then after he, he we find out that stew is allergic to cayenne pepper right yeah well pepper he says yeah so i'm assuming that means all the peppers yeah absolutely I, I, that, this is another uh, problem i have with the uh, plot here is that uh daniel was somehow in the guise of mrs doubtfire able to whip on a chef's hat <laughs> go into the kitchen <laughs> unchallenged and Pissed out of his head as well. Yeah, off his nut. Yeah, oh, he's had about ten scotches at this point and a glass <laughs> of wine. Um, he's probably just been in the toilet, scolding one in. And and he, um, yeah, he, he goes, he goes to the kitchen, um, just with a chef's hat on, and no one challenges him, despite there being about thirty people there. Um, and then puts a load of cayenne pepper on the jambalaya that uh, Stu's ordered in, in an up jambalaya. Yep, up jambalaya. And uh, also, he makes no effort to really mix the cayenne pepper into the dish, so it's just lying on top. top. Yeah, so, I mean, for, to be honest with you, mate, if you don't notice that when you for, take your first bite, then you deserve to fucking die. Yeah, well, he almost did. Piss Brosnan mm, stops. Oh, I'm allergic to pepper. Oh, I'm allergic to pepper. Oh, that looks fine. I'll just eat that. Yeah. Twat. Gr- greedy fucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's probably very hungry after waiting for Mrs. Doubtfire to stop pricking about, so <laughs> I'll, let him, I'll let him off. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. 007. An international man of history, a spy who f- takes on some of the world's most wanted terrorists, fucking outgunned by a Robin Williams is a tranny. Um, Robin Williams armed with a fucking prawn. Absolutely. Robin Williams has had the most successful attempt on James Bond's life. (laughs) Uh, Nobody ever thinks about his allergies, do they? (laughs) Take that, Blofeld. Well, he was was dying. He was dying until fucking Robin Williams went and saved him. So, yeah, he could have killed 007. That would have been quite quite the cap to his boat. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, no pepper, thank you. (laughs) That was terrible. So you're welcome. Oh, run out of water. <laughs> well, no, it was, uh, yeah, he did the Harmlick manoeuvre on him and in the process of doing it, he got a bit overzealous and uh, his mates, he peeled his mask off the knee and then when he got up, like, you'll be all right, Diddy. Um, help is on the way. And uh, when, he, when, he, when he got up, uh, his face had peeled down and, uh, well, Miranda, Miranda wasn't too pleased, was she? No, she. there was a, a really lovely few seconds of complete overacting 
yeah. on the part of Sally Field there. Uh, she went through a range of facial expressions, and already she's more grin than woman. So <laughs> The whole time? The whole time? The whole time? <laughs> oh, fuck off, Sally Field. I don't like Sally Field. Do you know what? I don't mind... If she's, anyone in this fucking film. Where she, where she play, if she's in a film and she's got kids in the film, all I want to see her do is having sex for the purpose of their education. <laughs> like <laughs> she did in Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't think I do like anyone in this film, really. I like Robin Williams. Oh, and you like Harvey Feierstein. I like Harvey Feierstein, obviously, and whoever it is, Scott something that plays Aunt Scott Jack. Scott Capuro. 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 I haven't seen him in a whole lot. Uh, nope, I would imagine there are some people who've seen him in their hole, though. <laughs> Quite a lot. <laughs> because you know how adults like to fornicate. <laughs> that well, means do sex. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and, and also, uh, by, by the end of the dinner scene, he's kind of... Uh, yeah, you've got, the pervy, you've got the pervy CEO of his company trying to get him... Because uh, he, oh, yeah. he comes back to the table at one point. He's split in between characters. Well, um, and he comes back to the table at one point as Daniel to his boss. And he's forgotten to take the makeup off that he wears. Still a lipstick on and he smells yeah. like perfume. Are like, you wearing lipstick? And, uh, and Daniel's, Daniel fobs it off by saying, yeah, I just snogged the waitress who I used to go out with. And that's when he starts going, she got a friend for me. Old, uh, the old, the old fucking pisshead CEO. Um, honestly, you wonder if he's a distant relative of the bus driver. Just fucking pervy old man. <laughs> some kind of, some kind of fucking paedophile circle. Um, but well, I don't know if you can really call the bus driver a paedophile, considering he was trying to fuck a hairy old woman. I make you right there. You've seen through that's, my logic. That's like the opposite of a paedophile. Yeah, I know a paedophile if they say the in between. <laughs> Classic. Absolutely. But no, um, yeah, it eventually turns out that after, yeah, so they, she takes him back to court. After this all comes out that he's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, she takes him back to court. And um, he, yeah, the Honourable Judge Yoda gives the most sensible <laughs> fucking speech in the entire film where he just says, are you fucking mad? Do you think that I'm a fucking idiot? You've just been masquerading as a woman. Yeah. For the last however many months, and now you want me to just give these children to you? Get fucked. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And 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 it like uh, the Miranda looks conflicted about it because she knows her kids love Robin Williams. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all kids love Robin Williams. He's a fucking genie. Oh, uh, you're my damn kids too. Um, <laughs> We're his goddamn kids too. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you though. Judge Judge Yoda is definitely um. Definitely the, the, the voice of reason throughout the film. And, Thank um, fuck for Judge Yoda. Yeah, and and he 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 basically says Daniel can only have supervised Saturday visits. And um, but then they find out eventually that like Miranda and her children all get all miserable and realise how much that Mrs Doubtfire they were better off with Mrs Doubtfire. Although I disagree with that, as per my my points earlier. I thought, <laughs> I mean, um, but um, they then <laughs> discover that Daniel, as Mrs Doubtfire, is hosting a children's show because somehow, despite the fucking worst dinner ever, the CEO gave them a role on TV. I don't know how he pulled that off. Uh, well, I think he was just fucking hammered. I think he took a seat on the old casting couch, personally. I don't know what Mrs. Doubtfire had to do to get that job, but... Um... <laughs> Fuck the bus driver while the old man watched. <laughs> but yeah, he hosts a new children's show called Euphigenia's House, uh, which becomes quite successful. And then Miranda feels bad and kind of goes and sees him, doesn't she, on, on set and says, like, look, I, I, things are better when you were involved with the family. You know, let's... Yeah. let's Let's arrange joint custody so that you can take the children to school and whatnot. And um, yeah, that's kind of how... Oh, and it ends with like Miranda watching an episode as he comes to pick up the kids and drives off with them. She's watching an episode of Yuvagenia's house and he's kind of answering a letter from a young girl, isn't he? Isn't she about his parents are getting a divorce and he comes out. Yeah, he's got a racist monkey puppet friend. <laughs> racist monkey puppet friend. What's, it? What's his name? Is it Corpax or something like that? Kovacs. Kovacs. Hello, hello, Kovacs, you cheeky little monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how free you've been with the impressions this episode. I like it. I want to see more of it. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, I, I thought I was nailing the Doubtfire impressions, but no doubt when I listen back later, I'll sound vaguely racist. Um, no, 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 it's actually a pretty good impression. It's better than your Moranis. <laughs> But only just because that is probably my fa one of my favourite impressions of anybody ever. <laughs> By anybody, of anybody. It makes me chuckle. It makes me feel warm and moist inside every time I hear it. 
the Michael Jackson ep- the Michael Jackson impressions always get. <laughs> I know a few of my friends like that when we do Michael Jackson. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's easy to crowbar in Michael Jackson impressions because he gets fucking linked with so many fucking films. So uh, it is bizarre, isn't it? It is. Although, ironically, yeah, I, don't, I, I think we're Jackson free on this one. Um, which is how I like to live my life generally. Uh, it's certainly how I prefer to parent. <laughs> that's ignorant. You're being ignorant. Um, and yeah, that that that's kind of how it ends. Really, is is Daniel leaves with the kids and Miranda watches him saying, "Look, family. You know, people have different kinds of families. Sometimes people separate, but love will prevail." Essentially. Um, and and yeah. that's, that's sort of sort of how it ends. So a nice ending to the film. Is there is there any bits we didn't cover that you'd like to uh, like to go back to? No, no, no. I'd be quite quite happy to not think about this film again for a bit. Um, Fair enough. I didn't enjoy the stupid bit with the fucking dinosaurs where he's doing the rap songs and dancing around with toy dinosaurs. That made me cringe a little bit. I didn't think it was as brilliant. I, if I'd put someone to do that, I wouldn't go, fuck me, I'm giving him a TV show. I, I, yeah, I would think, what the fuck is this grown man doing playing with toy dinosaurs? Get yeah. out of my hate fucking building. Yeah, I, I, I would have... If, if you see, I would see him doing something similar to what he did to Mr. Selner of all the different voices, I'd be like, yeah, do you know what, this dude's talented, fuck. But mm. yeah, he's, he did get... A, 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 an, imp- an important meeting with the CEO on the basis that he did a rap song as a dinosaur, and it was, yeah, yeah, dino rap. Oh, yeah, mate. Sorry, your job involves two things, as eloquently put by your boss at the beginning of the film. You pack the cans, you ship the cans. This is neither of those things. No. Fuck off. No, it's, uh, no, I, I agree. I, that that wasn't my favourite scene. I uh, I think Robin Williams is funny in a lot of scenes in this movie, but the one that got him the interview with the boss wasn't one of them actually. No, it's almost like it was crowbarred in. It, yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree that they, they, they could have they could have had him doing something a bit more than just yeah, fucking yeah, he did. He essentially fucked about with dinosaurs, actually. Yeah, he just fucked about with the toys. Yeah, I felt sorry. Well, for, you know, I felt, that was a different film with Robin Williams as well, and and, and I felt sorry. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for the boring bloke that got ousted. <laughs> well, no, he did get a part on the new show, though. It's playing the mailman. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he says her name wrong. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Goldberg. I don't know, he says he says the name really wrong. It made me laugh. I can't remember what he, he calls does, it. Yeah, I, I never noticed that before this viewing. Yeah. No, it was good. Fair play. Yes. Um, it's, this is based on a book, this film, which you may be shocked to hear that I haven't read. Oh, fuck me. You haven't read this book. I ain't read it, but apparently it's set in England. It's an English book, so I'm oh, really? interested. Give it a go and see how different it is from the film. Oh, total lifelong celibacy, dear. Yeah. <laughs> that was your best one yet. That, they they make me laugh. The, the bits when he's trying to talk her out, when he's trying to choose a dress, and she doesn't <laughs> like. She goes for like two quite revealing dresses, and he's a bit like he picks out some really frumpy frock for her to wear. <laughs> and then when she says like no, he goes oh well, you ask my opinion and you don't get it. You don't. Get it. <laughs> no, I can't be held accountable, dear. That does piss me off though. Just uh, that does piss me off when somebody asks for your opinion and then completely fucking ignores it. Mate, everyone knows most of the time if someone's giving you a choice of two things and asks your opinion, they already have an idea in their head. They just want you to validate what they think already. Yeah. That so here's a lesson for you all viewers. If somebody yeah. does that to you, just ask them which one they want you to say. Yeah, absolutely. And say that and then get on with your life and never oh, think about it again. Maddie's done it to me a couple of times. She'll hold up two dresses and just be like, for which one which one should sake, I Maddie. Which one which one should I wear? And I'll point it when I get that one and she'll be like, Really? And I'm like, well, you want to you want me to pick the other one then, I'll take it. Yeah. Don't look at me like I'll that. Tell you you what, you I'll tell you what, wear whichever fucking one shows your bum hole, all right? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right, bum so hole. I guess we... <laughs> <laughs> Just felt like saying it again. <laughs> um, your pick for the film next, mate, if, we, if we've covered off all we want to on, the, uh, on, on, on Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going for? Huh? <laughs> what are you going for for the film? Oh, you want me to say it, right. Uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, if you just fought it, I wouldn't be able to hear you, so... Um... You call yourself a comedian. Um, <laughs> uh, next week, I would like us to do The Matrix. The Matrix? Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched The Matrix in ages. I remember well, the, no. first, the first time I watched it, I was confused as fuck. Really? Yeah. You know you're supposed to face the screen. <laughs> I was about nine. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, no, Ke- I mean, Ke- you Ke- can't have been nine because it didn't come out till I was like fourteen or fifteen. 
Nah, it's 96, isn't it? 99, baby. Was it? Oh, yes. Oh, fuck me. I was 11 then. All right, fair enough. Um, well, I'll, uh, yeah, no, I'll happily give that another watch. Old Neo. Well, I'm <laughs> fucking glad because the podcast would fall apart if you objected. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going with the Matrix next week. That's kind of good. All right, I'm up for that. Good bit of a change, yeah. bit of a change of bit of a change of uh, vibe as well. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I wanted to do Star Wars, but none of the good Star Wars films were from the '90s. So uh... I mean, we can bend the rules every now and again if you want. I think go with the Matrix this week. I think the Matrix is a good pick. But um, yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, Coolio. Well, um, I Coolio. guess Coolio, man. I guess, I guess we've got nothing left to do, but. Rate the film. Um, I uh, I really like Mrs. Doubtfire. I can't imagine you're going to give it a very high rating. Um, oh, I, I'm going to uh, oh, but I'm going to up my rating because I I wanted to change my rating for the Crow for last week to like an eight and a half or a nine because I I mm. very much undervalued that seven and a half. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, no, so I'll go with Doubtfire. I will go with eight and a half. I'm going to give it a six. A six, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, I guess we had a better think about wrapping it up because uh, we are once again doing it. We are once again uh, doing it on our, on our lunch breaks on a Friday. So, um, yeah, my colleagues probably need me to return. Um, yeah, I'm so- sure they can't function without you. Yeah, I've had a busy one today. I've had a job, bloody job interview. Oh, nice. So- well, I hope you get it. Good luck. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, please, as we have started to now say, share the living fuck out of all of our shit. Tell your yeah, friends boy. about it because uh, we don't really want to do proper jobs. Uh, you know, we want to do this. Yeah, all right, absolutely. Thanks. All right, cool. Um, hang on, what are you doing? Yeah, huh? well, you've, you've not got something else to say. <laughs> Not really. No? All right, fair enough. No, only joking, only uh, joking. Right, you can fuck off now, viewers. Don't go bonging the brie. <laughs> Don't go bonging the brie. That might be my favourite one. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I like that. I like, I like the spirit yeah, on it. Yeah, no, you keep people on their toes with that. I like it. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been episode 19 on Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, so Matrix marks 20. Uh, the big 20th episode. So we look we'll forward to it. One more episode and it'll be bloody old enough to drink, won't yeah. it? The podcast. Uh, yeah, boy. No, looking, looking forward to that. We'll do the Matrix next week. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Mrs. Doubtfire. See you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye.